0: And welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And today I want to talk about something
1: that I actually wasn't even familiar with until recently. Uh, So Penny, you and I went to the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures while we were out in LA. We sure did. Which... Uh, once again uh, we've said this all over the internet but shout out to our friend ashleta for recommending that we uh, make that stop because it really was one of my favorite parts of our trip to la Um, but one of the exhibits they had going there at the time was about the history of like moving pictures prior to film itself and it had all kinds of like really cool apparatuses on display like uh i got really excited because they had a bunch of thomatropes, which yes. yeah yeah <laughs> like if you're a sleepy hollow movie nerd like us um they you know like the cardinal in the cage on the flippy flippy boy that's a thoma so they had a whole bunch of those um, but actual like historical ones with different images that was cool um but the one thing that really caught my eye we we're in this exhibit was this brightly colored poster that said go and see clark's ghost illusion and his ghostly minstrels
0: (laughs) Mm. we love Uh, a ghostly minstrel (laughs) we love a ghostly minstrel and it had
1: this image in the middle of the poster of this man dancing with the grim reaper and then like all of these skeletons and devils having like a dance party behind him.
0: Love it. Hell yeah. I was I'm like in.
1: what is this? Uh I did take a picture of this poster, Penny, so I will uh yes. I will share that so Get we up. can put it on the Instagram <laughs> cuz it's it is it, really funny to me. Um but next to the poster in a case they had these two lanterns that were displayed and that is how I discovered the topic of today's podcast which is phantasmagoria mm. Ooh. Mm. Uh, and not like the video game <laughs> so, uh so from the french phantasmagorie and uh from the ancient greek prefix phantasma meaning ghost and this there's some discrepancy either the suffix Agora, meaning assembly or gathering, like how Mm -hmm. people have agoraphobia, uh, or the suffix agorio, which is to speak publicly. So uh, either a ghost gathering or a ghost story told (laughs) in a public forum, basically, uh, is the the etymology of this word. And this is the form of like one of the earliest forms of horror theater, basically, um, that was used to uh well basically the, the lanterns in question are used to project images um and of skeletons and demons and ghosts and things onto walls and give people a, a good spookin yeah. so <laughs> this uh this type of immer- and- and- this type of entertainment started in Germany in the late 18th century and then gained popularity throughout Europe going into the, uh, the what Victorian era. Hey, you guessed it. <laughs> Victorians. Back again, back again, <laughs> back at it again with the crazy Victorians. So starting out, uh, I want to talk a bit about just like the structure of these lanterns themselves. Cause we're kind of getting into both the lanterns and the actual, art of phantasmagoria Mm -hmm. yeah um but the lanterns kind of are what jump starts this whole experience so before we get into the actual performance aspects uh we need some context on these literally called magic lanterns that's their name there you go (laughs) can't do any better than that no so credit for creating the magic lantern goes to christian Huygens. um and get ready for this name a <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, so both of these men developed magic lanterns around the same time um, but their ideas were different so they're kind of two different machines but together as they their kind of, their two versions started to kind of morph into one over time and that's what paved the way for slide projectors and then eventually motion picture and
0: film hey and thank you for that thank you for that my friends big fan big fan of those movie pictures athanasius or yeah that's (laughs) wow what a
1: name uh don't make them like that anymore they certainly don't um, but so generally, these magic lanterns—they look sort of like a little stove. <laughs> They've got like <laughs> a little pipe, little stove pipe coming out the top, um, and they have a kind of box inside where you would put the light source. Uh, at this time frame, typically a, an oil lamp or a candle. So hence the little chimney on top. Got to have somewhere to let the, oh, yeah. the heat and the smoke out from the light source, and then a uh, lens, like a convex lens, on the inside. And then out in front of the lantern, they would have a space to put images on transparent slides, usually like little hand-painted um, images that could be really simple or really, really ornate. And you would put that image out in front and the basically it's like a camera. It would you know turn the image round in the lens and project it onto a wall or a screen. Um, and you have to put the image in. Upside down because it's yeah. like a like a camera obscura. You gotta flip the image around. Um, so the candles and oil lamps, though, made for like pretty dim images. They weren't yeah. getting the, the highest quality. So later, then they started using limelight effects and techniques to make the images brighter. And. Uh, one of the earliest slide images recorded was drawn by Christian Huygens who developed this technique um, in 1659 and it depicted several phases of death um, drawn as like a a kind of a reaper type guy removing his head uh, and skull like his skull from his neck and putting it back on again.
0: That's pretty spoopy.
1: Yeah. Um, And these lanterns weren't even made for spookiness initially uh but people were f- kind of entering the era where people were just really fascinated with the macabre
0: yeah i feel like no matter no matter what some technology people are like but but what do we make it spooky <laughs> <laughs> those
1: people's names midge and penny <laughs> Uh, but with so much spooky imagery becoming available for these lanterns, it, it's no surprise that like illusionists and seance entertainers and magicians and people started really taking a liking to the magic lanterns and wanted to use them in their stage shows. So the first person to kind of take advantage of this, his name is Johann Georg Schofer. And Another quality name. Literally, they only get better
0: from here. I'm going to tell you that right.
1: Every name in this episode, I was like, God
0: damn. I mean, when you're starting with like Phantasmagoria Lantern, like you can, right. you have to have a sick name to work on something like that. I like to think
1: that they're all like coming up with stage names just to be extra spicy,
0: right? You're like, uh, I don't want to be in the history books as just Bob Smith, right? Um, His name's like
1: Joe, and he's like, well, what My about? name was
0: Efnatious. <laughs>
1: What about Johan mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, But so this guy, I love this guy. He decides to become like a seance master. All right. And as ghost stories and things are increasing in popularity in Europe, he, uh, because humans are freaking weird, <laughs> they are, there is becoming this desire for like a lived experience of, well, if I'm hearing about these ghosts, I want to experience the ghosts. Well, sure. So Shepherd sees an opportunity here and becomes famous in Europe for his ghost rising seances. And uh, that's in air quotes, since you can't see me. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, Penny, you and I have tickets to go see this little show. We got mm-hmm. a little seance date night. Excellent. So here's how we're going to get ready. Step one we have to fast for 24 hours before attending this presentation. (laughs) (laughs) Never (laughs) mind. I'm not going. Immediately, no.
0: Immediately, no.
1: (laughs) I can barely fast when there's like a major health reason to do right? so. Like
0: for a, for a seance. I don't know <laughs>
1: I'm that. sure as shit not doing it to go <laughs> see some ghosts that may or may not be real. Uh, but yeah. So one of the requirements fast for 24 hours before attending, I have no idea how they were policing this. Right,
0: I was going to say, I'm like,
1: you only have my word on this, my good man. So <laughs> they come in, they're like, okay, try to puke. And if anything comes up, <laughs> you're out. okay so we've fasted for 24 hours step two the show starts at midnight so now we're both starving and we're exhausted (laughs) step three we get ready we go we drag our ass to this midnight show with zero nutrient in our bodies and when we get there we get fed a tiny little salad and a little glass of punch that contains what hallucinogens hey (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: i'm I'm glad there's a salad involved (laughs) thank
1: god i'm I'm assuming the salad (laughs) was for like to make sure people didn't vomit is what i'm assuming like to put something in their stomach because like why else but then, like, give them a piece of bread or something. I don't That's know. That's what I was
0: going to say. I'm like, can't I have bread after I've been fasting for 24
1: hours? Maybe it's like a, can you hear my winking here? Like a, like a salad. Like <laughs> They said a little green and a little hallucinogen.
0: Right. They're like, let's put some extra mushrooms in this salad. <laughs> in this
1: salad.
0: <laughs> it's a salad. It's a <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> But so now, yeah, we're here. We're tired, we're starving, and we are tripping balls in a pitch black room. Yep. And our boy, Shupfer, pops in with his little magic lantern and projects images of the the article said well known ghosts. (laughs)
0: Well known celebrity
1: ghosts. Yeah, I guess they're supposed to be like celebrities of the time or maybe like archetypes of what i don't know but well i just ghost. like the
0: idea that it's like oh man it's old, <laughs> old whaling billy bones like not whaling billy bones is my, he's my favorite <laughs> I'm so, i can't believe they got him at the it's, seance it, it's <laughs> it's like 13 ghosts
1: like they're, they're like oh my god is that the jackal Hot wow. damn. how did they get him to appear here Oh my god, yeah. So yeah, let's say we're doing this today. They throw like a, a shadow of Jimi Hendrix on the wall. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's like fabric draped all over the room, so the the ghosts are like on the fabric, and then we we leave high and screaming. So it sounds like yeah. a hell of a time, honestly.
0: <laughs> you definitely got our money's
1: worth, right? Uh, and keep in mind, this is like way before even like like photography. So (laughs) so these people are like convinced that this is 100% real and they are freaking the fuck out because again, they're on drugs. (laughs) Right. I'm starting to understand why maybe like people like you don't believe in this. (laughs) 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 You're like, well, the only records are a bunch of Victorians (laughs) on shrooms. Shrooms, So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about that. Anyway, (laughs) fast forward to 1792. This guy, another here we go, wild. A guy named Philidor. Mm. Um, this guy's a real PT Barnum type. One, one absolute heck of a bamboozler. Uh, he also, like our our German friend, claimed he could raise the dead and oversaw seances. Sure. And I'll tell. Okay, here first of all, you look this guy up. He's got like twelve names.
0: always a good sign
1: yeah he's Paul Philodort. he's also Philidor he's also Paul de Philippstahl like all these crazy names and let me tell you
0: why always a sign of an upstanding gentleman
1: (laughs) Uh, 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 yeah (laughs) behavior unbecoming of a tower (laughs) resident Uh, this guy keeps getting run out of towns left and right and got like banished from Prussia (laughs) For several reasons. Uh, one, because... for This is actually funny. People started believing that the demons and things were real and got uh, so scared yeah. that they didn't want anything to do with this guy. So that's step one. But then later, he gets found out for being a fraud because, I don't know if somebody discovered his lantern or what happened. Yeah. Uh, but people are like, Hey, you can't summon the dead. Shocking. I know. Uh, so Philidor is straight up not having a good time and decides to rebrand his show. Uh, this is important to our story because he is credited with the first actual fa- Phantasmagoria show. Oh, okay. And he bills it... What a, Talk about, like... Um, what do they call that in marketing where you, like, flip something around <laughs> to make it... Like, put a spin on it? Oh, yeah. Uh, he bills this as, like, a live art performance where he Ooh. reveals how magicians and illusionists who are bad people have fooled their audience
0: oh, <laughs> th- those bad people who are me but for- <laughs> forget about that part <laughs> but d- don't look over there look at me now
1: <laughs> yeah so he's like i'm gonna unmask these fools and uh but th- but then you know he so he's actually doing theater now and he's selling this as an illusion not like yeah i'm raising the dead hmm And people, surprisingly, you know, actually enjoy this a lot when they're not being scared to death, or lied to, or drugged. Uh, So he brings the Phantasmagoria show to life. But then it is, get ready, Etienne Gaspard, parentheses Robert
0: Robertson. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I always love a guy who's like... It's my name, but also it's my name again. Like, but shorter. Right? Like a, like a Jean Valjean <laughs> Robert Robertson. Penny and I
1: almost always record in the morning, and we're recording at night, and I'm realizing the <laughs> dynamic is very different. We're ex- extra sassy today. I'm slap happy a little. Anyway, <laughs> so Etienne Gaspard Robert Robertson, uh, he is daddy phantasmagoria. He is a physicist and an inventor, and he takes this concept and blows it up in a crazy way. Um, His productions are super unique because he creates like his own special lantern, first of all, that he uh, basically he makes it so that the images can move um, so that they're like, you know, ghosts are floating around and stuff um and he is considered kind of the the master of creating illusions in this era um he also does something i couldn't find details about what he did but that the images were like completely surrounded in black rather than having like kind of the the light you know like a circular Mm, light thing so they look more real it looks more like a, a real projection like what we're you know more accustomed to now and his team and he put together these shows and they would incorporate voices and uh like i mean it was a whole theatrical production and when his shows would play in I, I forgot to say this he's in paris um he is in all these theaters in paris the shows are so popular they're playing like two shows a day and uh he has like i said the the lanterns called the, uh oh my gosh what's they yeah phantoscopes, that's what he called them. I, I lost my word there uh that's his his version of the lantern
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he would use this to like set up like really creepy environments they've got like decor all set up um no external light sources at all so they like black out the room kind of like a movie theater Um, And then they would have almost like Foley artists. They've got people ringing bells. They've got people Uh, doing thunder sheets, like the whole nine yards. And they've got like guys posted around the theater doing ghost noises. (laughs) (laughs) And he starts using the, he's the first kind of recorded where they started using smoke to project onto the smoke as well, um, which gives like maximum creep factor, right? (laughs) Like Mm. makes the, the ghosts actually look very like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of wispy and. Yeah. uh, Ephemeral. Yeah. Yeah. Like floating, being spooky. It's smoky in there. Doing ghost shit. Doing ghost shit. And some of his shows, this is where it gets a little wild for me. Some of his shows added sensory stimulation aspects as well including what well, i mean i guess the sounds are sensory but uh they would like pump in smells and some of them vision <laughs> yeah and some of them even incorporated electric shocks oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> so like fully immersive experience and his shows were so scary that audiences would often be like screaming and like running uh, and kind of f- forget that it was an illusion, even though at this point, uh, and I believe ATN is the one who like established this as well. They have started putting announcements before shows now that being like, Hey, reminder, this isn't real. So please <laughs> <This way. laughs> don't have a heart attack or anything in the theater. Thanks. Um, but people were so immersed in it that it was really cool and scary. So in a way he's kind of given us like, OG seeing a horror film at the theater also kind of mixed with like first haunted house of its type yeah. experience type thing. Um, which actually, as I was researching this, I'm 99.999% certain that this is the guy that you referenced in our haunted house episode. Oh, Uh, you talk about it for just like a second. Um, If you all haven't listened to, I think it's episode like 17. uh, It's our, it's called, there's always one outside. (laughs) Um, And Penny does a a history of like haunted attractions. But we, we talk very briefly about a guy who was a, a, like theater director in Paris. And that's what this guy is. uh, What Robertson is. And he, and this is why I thought it was him because you talked about this. He is quoted as saying I am only satisfied if my spectators shivering and shuddering raise their hands and cover their eyes out of pure fear of the ghosts and devils dashing towards them.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah.
1: Uh, So then, but you know, the mighty, how they fall. Uh, Unfortunately, Robertson, there's some drama that comes Uh forth in 1799. uh, And he has to file a lawsuit against his former assistants, because they go out and try to start their own phantasmagoria production, and are using all of his like patented techniques, his lanterns, all that. Tisk tisk. <laughs> and then during those proceedings, in order to like prove that it was his technology, Robertson basically has to reveal no, all the tricks of the, the trade, words. the secrets, the technology, his lantern, all that, um, and so even though he like you know quote wins after that all these other productions start copying what he's doing (laughs) because everybody now knows what he's doing um however it was pretty like like widely accepted that nobody was ever able to capture the height that robertson was able to do with his shows people say that he like set the benchmark for projection and imagery and visuals and like that they are, honestly, a lot of what he incorporated is still used to this day in a lot of different um, haunts and things, but we'll, we'll get into that in a bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So then Phantasmagoria shows up in the United States in 1803 through Martin Obby, who, surprise, is one of the, the snaky little former assistants of Atn Robertson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, And he ends up doing a lot of Phantasmagoria productions all across the United States until the technology kind of moves past that and then they they start to fall away and become obsolete after that. But even though they kind of become a a a relic in time, uh, like I said, the influence of specifically what Robertson did with them is huge. Not only in like, I mean, Obviously, like we talked about, the lanterns themselves paved paved the way for film.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, But just in, like, scares and horror in general.
0: Yeah, haunted haunted and scary experiences. Right.
1: And uh, fun fact, I I was excited to tell you this, you might already know. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the effects in the Haunted Mansion ride were taken directly from Phantasmagoria. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So many classics. So uh, the ghosts that appear and disappear in the ballroom we uh, were done using the pepper's ghost technique which is a direct descendant of a phantasmagoria lantern technology and uh so that's really cool and disney their use of that effect is the largest in the world it's the the biggest scale
0: it's ever been done on so that's Ooh. very cool and i mean that just i mean it just goes to show that that effect is still is still cool today right. like- well
1: yeah sometimes sometimes i think it's yeah better <laughs> When it's not so... It's kind of like how I love seeing practical effects in horror films. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's just more... A, it's more impressive. Because, like, science... I mean, not that CGI isn't
0: science. (laughs) (laughs) It's a different kind of science.
1: Yeah, I just think... I don't know. That kind of stuff is so, so cool. Uh, And actually... So while I was reading about Robertson's shows, it said... uh, It kind of laid out how the audiences entered the space... And it said they were ushered into a small dimly lit room and Robertson would give a speech to like set the scene mm. and then all the lights were extinguished and the doors were locked and then there'd be like thunder clapping and a bell tolling and then the like show would start. And I was like, that is Haunted
0: Mansion. Yeah, that's that's fully the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Literally what you just described
1: is the Haunted Mansion. Um so I, I thought that was very cool again just uh, kind of these templates uh, the, the techniques were not like only about the illusion itself but like how do we scare people Mhm uh, This is
0: this is flashing back to something you said before but uh-huh. I have to know if they said what kind of smells They, they didn't they Dang didn't
1: it. I couldn't find anything I literally I dug so deep trying to find anything I'm so curious what the
0: scary smells are <laughs>
1: I'm assuming maybe just, like, this is a pure assumption, but I'm wondering if it was kind of like a hellfire and brimstone, like, kind of, like, smoky, yeah, like sulfurous, like, sulfur, yeah. like, earthy, mossy decay smells. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that
0: would make sense. Or I guess I guess I was thinking, like, if it was something, like, themed around, like, the image that you were being shown, like, mm-hmm. if you were, like, oh, it's a pirate ghost and you, like, smelled, like, salt water. Yeah
1: that would be cool it, it kind of the way it was presented in the article made it seem more like it was a smell like yeah. you know like they're setting the the scene setting the tone yeah yeah um the nose tone the, <laughs> the nose tone <laughs> um but yeah i i believe me the minute i saw <laughs> smell, the smell i was like tell me everything tell me what you're doing oh, and i couldn't find anything smell. about it <laughs> and then the one there honestly this was really hard to find um a lot of information about and the one really detailed article i found was behind a paywall but it was published i didn't i didn't pay for it (laughs) because i couldn't (laughs) only because i couldn't figure out how i wanted to buy it and i kept hitting like yes and it was like jk but the weird thing was it was published three days ago what isn't that crazy I was like, Lord, oh. You've got your finger on the pulse, Midge. I know. To, t- now is the time for Phantasmagoria. <laughs> Midge's Trend Watch 2022. <laughs> Phantasmagoria's <know>. back, baby. <laughs> um, but really, I mean, to, to wrap up here, even like modern day haunts and horror films, like I said, draw techniques utilized in Phantasmagoria to create illusion and uh, even like the idea. So talking about the smells. um, <laughs> <laughs> what a weird speaking sense. of smell speaking of smell um but even just the sensory experience even withholding sensory experience from people and then like <laughs> unloading it very quickly yeah, like yeah. that i mean think about watching a horror movie like what is a jump scare what is uh you know like the the way music in a, a, a film is used uh because robertson's phantasmagoria shows were one of the first to incorporate music as well like those types of things that set the pattern for how we ingest horror now were set in the 1700s that's crazy
0: that's super cool
1: and it's very telling of you know just the biology of fear how we all kind of agree upon like certain things are just spooky (laughs) like (laughs) certain experiences for human human beings make us go uh but then also i found this was uh, to to bring us into present day there are some places that still put on og phantasmagoria shows uh i found one specifically that was through a museum it was in the uk because i feel like the uk does a lot more cool history stuff than we do here They do
0: a lot of cool stuff
1: they they out here doing history (laughs) i'm sure somewhere on the coast does this too i can't imagine uh that i could find somewhere in the midwest that does a (laughs) phantasmagoria show but uh what i found interesting is that a lot of these are done at christmas time now as kind of like a a dickensy ghost Mm -hmm. story vibe and i thought that was really cool yeah. would you uh would you attend a, a phantasmagoria show
0: i mean as long as i didn't have to fast for 24 hours
1: <laughs> i
0: would be, i would be in
1: what what did i say penny that's step number one it's Ugh. the one thing you have to do uh no the the later ones you did not have to fast yeah, no,
0: yeah. i would uh, otherwise i'm down i would be down especially if there's smells
1: can you imagine like
0: the royal museum <laughs> <laughs> being like, All like,
1: right. but did you fast no did you
0: fast please <laughs> go home please take a sip of your hallucinogenic tea <laughs> <laughs> and proceed to the phantasmagoria uh that being said if anyone who listens to
1: this show because we do have actually quite a few uk listeners we do uh if any of y'all have been to one of these or i mean also also if you live in the u.s and you know of where they do this i would love to hear about it if you've seen this in person uh i i And I think that's why I like the Haunted Mansion ride. Like, I'm a fan of classic spooks. Like, I like a good old-fashioned scare. Uh, So I think I would really like this uh, because it's, yeah, the more traditional, like, where where it came from. I think it would be. It would be the right amount of spookage for me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like I would, I would have fun and I'm not a Victorian. So I I would say something
0: something that would have Victorians tripping balls would be like (laughs) the appropriate amount of scary for us today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's plenty
1: for Penny and I. We're good. (laughs) We don't need to like go to the edge of hell and have people throw us down a 12 foot slide. Just, just put a thunder sheet next to me and pump in a smell and I'll be nice and scared. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is all I have about this, uh, phantasmagoria topic. I was really excited. As soon as I saw those lanterns at the museum, I knew I was going to do this as a podcast topic because it was something really weird and cool that I never would have known about on my own. Um, so I really hope that you all enjoyed learning about this and, uh, (laughs) thanks for putting up with Uh, penny and i's weird energy tonight (laughs) i I had fun uh if you are enjoying listening to ghouls night and we would absolutely love it if you would consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts those really help us uh not only you know reach new listeners and get more audience but it also really helps us know what kind of content you like listening to here and that helps us do better so uh Please consider leaving us a review and we may just read it live right here on the air. Uh,
0: we've got a new review to read today, I believe. Oh, We sure do, Mitch. Uh, this review on Apple Podcasts is from Lula B. Good uh, titled A Spooky Delight. and lula writes i have intentionally saved episodes of ghoul's night in for my day spent halloween decor hunting it feels like penny and midge are along for the ride with me giving me all the nostalgic feels and deep belly laughs along the way just so sweet i (laughs) love this so so much i love the idea of of tagging along with listeners to go decor hunting with them that's like the best use of our podcast thank you
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, I, I know, I, I'm sure you probably do too. I know Lula. She's uh, a longtime Instagram follower who is part of the Vintage community. And I'm so yes. glad she's enjoying the the spooky, spooky fun time as well. Oh, amazing. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening again. Uh, if you would like to see weekly posts from us and pictures of these lanterns and goofy ghost ghosts, show posters and the like you can follow the podcast over on instagram at ghouls night in pod and if you're looking for me you can find me across all platforms at midge munster
0: and you can find me at penny snark and until next time good bye